0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died.
1: Welcome to the Ron Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the Cat catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have another amazing guest. This will be released after this particular production of Cats ends, but we are recording this today, just one week into the run, all the way from the other side of the world, from where I am sitting today, we are very lucky to have this amazing regional production of Cats in Sydney, Australia at the Willoughby Theatre Company, and we have our out here today. So Sam, Larry Jones, thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you very much.
1: I am excited because you actually told me about this so long ago that I was like, how do you already know that this production is like the casting must have happened ages before this, like it's so much faster and more, you know, ahead of what I'm used to hearing. Um, so we're going to get to your production. Cause I know you're a weekend and you are literally going to embark on a two show day today after we hang up, but let's start with your cat's history. When was the first time you saw it? Was it the movie? Were you obsessed with it? Was it a tour? Um,
0: it's interesting. I, I have quite a, uh, a, a big history with, uh, cats, uh, myself. Um, uh, I mean, I loved the, uh, original, uh, 98 film production, uh, of course, as many cats fans do. Um, yes. but I also, um, uh, know, uh, uh well, actually had the opportunity to work with, uh, Jeffrey Garrett, um, the, uh, Skimble Shakes in that film production. Wow. Uh, okay. when I was uh, about 12 years old, I was, uh, doing, uh, Oliver, the musical with Cameron McIntosh. Um, and he was our, uh, resident choreographer, um, for that show. So I had the great opportunity working with, uh, Jeffrey Garrett. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, we were actually touring the show in Singapore that he actually said, had told us kids that he was, uh, in that production and all of us were like wide eyes amazed and we're like, oh my God, we're we're working with like a famous person. This is amazing. Just-
1: wow. So you didn't know the
0: whole time you've been
1: working with him. You had no idea until no clue how, a while and wow, I guess he's in costume. He's in, yeah, you know, you're in the movie or not, it's exactly. not, it's not like, very clearly
0: him. That's it. And it wasn't until I went to watch it again that I looked at him closely in the film and was like, oh no, of course it's Jess. That's, that's awesome. Okay. So this is, and you said this was like when
1: you were 12 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so movies come out. When's the first time, did you get to see it on stage? Like when's the first time you saw a production?
0: Um, I've actually never seen never. a okay. live production of cats
1: before. Okay. So I, I find it interesting because, like you know, I'm I'm in New York, so there's obviously a lot of different ways to go catch a tour or different, you know, the Broadway revival and everything else. I know it went through Australia with this like tent tour, but that probably I don't know the dates. Like it was ages ago, and so it's like not something that you'd have been
0: probably really young. Yeah, the tent was tour around. was the tent tour was before my time. Yeah, um, okay. uh, as far as I'm aware, date wise, um, I. I don't think at that time my family were sort of like really into going to see, uh, musicals. Um, I've had friends that have done, uh, community theater productions of it, uh, previous, uh, previously to me. Um, uh, but I'd never had the chance to actually go and, uh, watch them either. And then the most recent production with the, uh, uh, our good old, um, Street Tugger. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on <laughs> a um, um i had heard of the change of street tugger and i was like oh this is uh, i'm not liking the sound of this <laughs> and sort of um uh, kind of did a little bit of a boycott um okay. just mainly because i i just wasn't okay with that change um myself as i never actually saw that production
1: that's okay that's interesting i forgot about yeah that one would have been in like 13, 14, probably Yo. time range for you. Um, and yeah, it was very different. It was a different production. It had some some changes for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you, you know, it's you never seen, it. I think the other part too is like, I didn't fully comprehend how far away Australia and Sydney is from everything else in the world until I was in Singapore. And I was like, oh, I'll just go over to Sydney. It and it's still a nine hour flight or eight yeah. hour flight. Yeah. Like it's still, it's not like you're going to quickly just pop over to another country to see to see a production somewhere. No. It's, it's what's, what's in your hometown. Um, is kind of all you can see versus, you know, in the U S you can hop on a quick plane for an hour and be in another city to see a tour. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. So that is kind of fascinating. So now fast forward me to auditioning for this particular production. It is, when did this happen? It feels like it was six plus months ago, at least.
0: Um, so we auditioned about three months ago now. Um, okay. And, uh, so, but I had heard, heard of the show um, uh, happening at least six months ago. Um, so uh, the company uh, that is uh, putting on the production Willoughby Theatre Company, um, uh, uh, I had worked with them as a co choreographer for a uh, sort of cabaret style backwards Broadway um, show that we were putting on, uh, my husband was, uh, the musical director for that production. Um, and, uh, it was during that, uh, during that, uh, run of that show that, uh, they'd announced that they were going to do cats the next year. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't, uh, I haven't danced for about seven plus years um and, and so having quite a long break from doing a, any half ball of dance and was like you know what i'm going to audition for this and i really want to do it whether i get a role or not so okay
1: wow so you had a seven year break and then you're just like i'm gonna go into one of the hardest most demanding dance shows out there and yeah and be ready yep okay talk to me through the audition process like what's that like were you going for a certain cat was it a you know, a big open call?
0: Um yeah. So uh what they uh what they did was uh after they'd released sort of the uh, audition pack, um they said, look, we're gonna be having uh, some choreography workshop um uh, days um in the lead up to the auditions. Um those will run over two days, um uh two weeks prior to the auditions uh happening. Um and then they had uh their dance, uh, audition calls. There was one, uh, I think there was about two dance audition calls, uh, and you could sort of choose which night you were, yeah. uh, going to go for that. And it was a sort of big group dance. Um, so throughout that, uh, workshop, okay. uh, phase, we had actually learned the audition dance, uh, all together in a group. Uh, there was about, uh, I'd say within the second workshop, there was probably about 50 or so. Uh, people that had turned up and uh, wanting to um, join the workshop and wanting to join the show, obviously. Um, And then, uh, yeah, went into the audition and did the full routine. And then um, there was, uh, because there's a bit of tap in the show, um, also learned tap on the day of the audition and uh, did that. Um, And then we had our vocal calls um, on a separate day. Uh, some people had the vocal calls the uh, exact same day as the dance and um, I opted in for that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I did not want to be puffed out when I'm trying to sing um, something to try and get me uh, at least Monka strap was one of my choices um, <laughs> so I was like you know what I'm going to uh, uh, sort of do my audition the next, uh, my vocal audition the next day just so I've got a bit of space to breathe and um, yeah. the sort of calm down from that dance call. Um, so yeah, and then had the vocal call um, and uh, had uh, some callback auditions, um, uh, which was just uh, over one night. Um, I got called back for three roles um, and uh, I think I saw all three of them. Um, to be honest, I probably wasn't as prepared as um, as I probably should have been um, uh, which is why I ended up with the role of Quaxo, and, um, <laughs> and it's quite funny. Um, it wasn't until I was uh, listening to your podcast and um, I heard uh, one of your guests uh, name the role of Quaxo, and I was like, who the hell is this so character? Yeah. I've never heard of him before.
1: So you will be this only the second Klaxo episode that I've had that's devoted to Klaxo. And the first was Michael Kushner, who yeah. is um, an amazing photographer, has a podcast on our network, unbelievable guy, does in multi infinite does just everything in theater. And he did in high school. And so I actually have some questions because I've read a lot about Klaxo now, because there is a lot of different versions of it. And a lot of times Klaxo is also part of, uh it's, it's tied into let me see if i have in my notes here it's tied into another character so sometimes it's part of i believe uh and so it's like if you are going to do the Mistopheles dance there is a versions where your ensemble dance character is Kloxo or his name Kloxo. but it can be it can be pulled i want to get to the Kloxo stuff in a little bit though um i want to i'm curious a little bit about the once you know that you get the role and it is regional. So, you know, you're going to do what's three and a half, four weeks almost worth of performances. I think we're one week in when we're recording this. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, tell me about a little bit about the, how much of a regional production do you think and focus on staging and the choreography and the dance number versus plot and all the different nuances of like the story?
0: Uh, you know what? It's, um, it's very interesting. Uh, Obviously on this podcast, you hear, um, uh, all of sort of like the professional performers talk about those three words that, um, they get about their character and, um, all these storylines of the plot and, um, what it's actually all about and, or maybe what it's not actually all about. Um, and so it's a bit hard to sort of, um, really understand. So, I mean, I, I think, uh, it's, uh, I think. Within regional or community theatre, I think you've got a bit more, um, sort of, uh, I guess, uh, flexibility to sort of make the show something, uh, that you want it to be. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if, uh, you're, you're aware of this, uh, or if anybody else listening is aware of this, but, um, uh, the really useful group, um, and, uh, the licensing uh recently changed um uh the rules with um the licensing of cats uh that uh there's actually uh not meant to be any uh any more um replica productions of cats um so uh with that uh i mean a lot of the times you'll get um those replica productions and uh the choreographers will be lazy and they'll do the exact same choreography from the 1998 film production and And uh, which has happened quite a lot uh, here in Australia. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And and they'll bring it to the exact same set and everything. Uh, So that's sort of, they've changed that. And uh, which is, I I guess, is probably um, the reason as to why the new new revival of Cats uh, in New York is um, going to be very different. um, As uh, I'm Mm -hmm. sure everyone's quite aware of. Um, the ball, the ballroom version. Yeah, Yeah. the ballroom version. Um, so yeah, um, I guess, uh, that's, that gave our production team quite a lot of, uh, scope to, um, figure out what they wanted cats to look like. Um, (laughs) so there's been a, a lot of focus on the set design, um, and on, uh, on the way that we're actually presenting, um, the show to the audience. Um mm-hmm. because uh we've got that flexibility. We can uh we can uh have new choreography that's uh that's a little bit different or we can add uh add in special uh specialty stuff like uh aerials um uh into the show. Uh um so there's a lot there has been quite a lot of focus on that for sure.
1: Yeah. So what are the main, you know, as someone who knew the 98 movie, well, what's the main differences that you've seen in your production? Is it some dance numbers? Is it some staging? Is it some like, is there anything that would be a super fan is going to sit there and go, Ooh, that's really different. I noticed that versus some like minor tweaks.
0: Um, you know what, um, this, this production is something that you've never seen before. Uh, if you're, if anybody's really familiar with the 98 production, um, there is nothing similar to it, except maybe, I guess the very, uh, very heavy dry ice fog for the heavy side.
1: All right. So I got to ask that somebody, are they reporting a version of this ever? Like, am I going to be able to see it on YouTube at
0: some point? I wish, I wish, um, uh, unfortunately, licensing does not allow us to do that.
1: Oh no, <laughs> we need a boot. I need a bootleg. I know sp- I shouldn't be calling for that, but I hope someone, cause this will be out, but it'll be over by the time this comes out. So I yeah. can't drive anybody and I can't quickly fly over to see you. Um, uh, but yeah, I love, I love a tweak. I mean, my whole show is about changing the ending. So yeah. if they want to, if they want to, uh, allow the licensing to, make some adjustments there's one way to not make it a copycat is to change the ending um okay i this is great um so there's a nothing nothing like you've ever seen compared to the 98 movie
0: yeah How- i think i think if if you're if you want to really compare everything look the costumes uh very on point to uh, to mm-hmm. uh so i think your uh your normal unitards and Cattails and makeup, and that's probably the closest thing that you'll get to uh the original production. Okay. So it's I I kind of love it.
1: I mean, I'm now f- like thinking of all the different things that could be be changed. But then at the same time, like, you know, you're a choreographer, I'm not. Like, I'm like, if you make major dance changes, I'm like, I'm having no idea what you change. It's still still all gonna be foreign to me. Um, compared to like if you had a major plot point different or you made a character totally, like, I think that's where you see every once in a while, like even the, the 2019 movie really changed the persona of Mistoffelees. And like, that was very noticeable. Yeah. Is there any of those, like, is everyone kind of still fit that same vibe or is like, you know, is Tugger timid this time instead of the, you know, the, the, the way Tugger normally is. I think,
0: um, character choices, uh, they're quite similar. Um, our director, uh, sort of worked with um the individual sort of um i guess uh lead characters per se um uh, and said hey look this in your song that you're singing this is what you're singing about and i want you to sort of uh as tugger i want you to be sort of uh um uh, uptight or i want you to um uh, have this sort of persona um uh, so that was sort of uh those Little bit of direction choices were well, obviously, uh, given to those characters, uh, one on one, uh, during their sort of, uh, staging. Um, but sort of the rest of it was really, um, quite interesting because there's, we've got a, a choreographer and a director. Um, obviously, Cats, as you know, is a dancer's show. So it really, mm-hmm. it, it is the choreographer's show. Um, at, at the end of the <laughs> So, um, uh, the choreographer and the director really worked quite well together with, um, trying to figure out what, um, what the show was actually going to sort of, um, uh, symbolize, um, uh, and how, how these cats were going to actually sort of interact and, uh, why, why are there cats that are singing and dancing at the audience, um, at the start of our rehearsal period, uh, we were given um, a, a booklet um, uh, that we were told to sort of print out ourselves, and uh, we got this uh, bit of a synopsis. So I thought I might read to you here, please, um, because it's uh, quite interesting, um, and it has gone into so much detail. Um, so. Uh, Starting our uh, rehearsal period, we uh, were greeted with this. Hello, Jellicle Cat. Welcome to the enchanting world of cats. As we begin rehearsals, we would like cast members to keep three important themes in mind as you prepare, rehearse, and embody your characters with the show. These themes are community, connection, and belonging. Community. In the world of cats, we find ourselves immersed in the vibrant and mysterious community of the Jellicle Cats. Community of unique characters with distinct personalities, talents, and stories waiting to be told. Community is at the heart of our journey. The Jellico Cats are not just a random assortment of fur and whiskers. They represent a unified tribe, a close-knit group that supports and uplips, up, uplifts one another. As we go through this process together, it is going to be important that we yield the power of unity and collaboration. Demonstrating that, just like the jellicle cats, that we stand side by side, allowing our collective brilliances to shine even brighter than before. Belonging in our production, the quest for belonging takes centre stage. Your characters, each within their own desires and yearnings, seek acceptance and a place where they truly belong. It's our job to bring these journeys to life, invoking the raw emotions and vulnerability that comes with the search for our rightful place in the world. This is an opportunity to tap into your own experiences and emphasize with these characters, allowing their yearning for belonging to become our own. Connection. But it's not just about the individual journeys. It's about forging deep connections with one another and our audience. Whether we're dancing, singing, or simply exchanging knowing looks, it's all about those magical connections between all of us. We all need to show the audience what true connections looks like. No words necessarily, just a flick of the tail, a playful wink, a turn of the head, a knowing look, and we'll have them feeling all the feels. And finally, the power of storytelling. Weaving this all together is the power of storytelling. Stories have always connected us, passed down through the ages, weaving cultures together and forging communities. In cats, we become those storytellers ourselves. Each cat shares their story their culture, their journey, their history, and their secrets. And these are not uh, mere introductions. They are the fabric of the show's collective identity. As we unleash the art of storytelling, we create a powerful bond with our audience, remind them that we are all part of a much bigger story that is life. So buckle up, kittens, get ready to pair, dance, and rock the stage like never before. Let's make cats a memory that lasts all nine lives. Wow. That is
1: amazing. Um, I, it's fascinating to hear that because it's like, so that was that written by your director and choreographer? Like that yeah. was their introduction? Yeah, yeah, that was their introduction. I, I. It's almost a, like, I love the idea of like, here's this overarching theme. Here's what we're going to do. We have to kind of have this as a way to to tell the story because I mean, we're not gonna be able to get into like all the nuances and the back and forth. We're not gonna have two months to go through every single potential plot line. Um, and so you get this like big kind of overarching theme and then let
0: everyone else do the work from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's been, um, it's been the theme within, uh, our rehearsal process as well. Uh, we have been this one big community together. Um, and we've all been sort of, uh, uplifting each other during the reversal process. If, uh, if somebody, uh, is uh, struggling with the choreography, we've all been there to help them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just been a, quite a beautiful process to uh, be a part of.
1: Yeah. It's, it gives you the flexibility to do, to make some choices, like to, to like to truly act, but stay within this kind of overarching themes that you're given. I, I love that idea as a good way to kind of, um, allow you to do some stuff, but also give you enough. It also is very clear as I was hearing it, the minute you start talking about the belonging section, I'm like, oh no, this is, this is purely leading towards why, why we're going to pick Grizabella. So I was like, they're writing this in for me versus like, if I got to follow that theme, it's going to be real hard to argue against, against her. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for more of the wrong cat died. No purchase necessary.
0: Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I want to hear about Klaxo because I want to know what they told you. And then I want to know like what your, what they told you, what your version is. And then I can tell you a little bit about what I read.
0: Right. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, As I said to you before, I had never heard of Klaxo before uh before now um i honestly uh haven't was not told anything about who Kwok-so is and um i had to make up uh who he was uh by myself um so uh, originally when i um when we started rehearsals um i was uh, given the part to uh, do the part of the um dance with victoria um, okay. Just before the invitation of uh, of the cats, um, and uh, about two weeks into our dance, uh, starting our dance rehearsals, I actually injured myself, a bit. Oh, no. and uh, I, I gave myself pledge fasciitis. I sort of had to stop dancing and. Uh, I was eventually told, oh, it's going to take about uh, 8 to 12 weeks for you to um, fully recover, and we did not have 8 to 12 weeks. So that sort of yeah. stopped my trajectory of um, of that part of the uh, dance and, and uh, sort of cut me out of a few a few other dance numbers just so that I could uh, stay safe. Uh, so I've always sort of kept in mind that Kwokso uh, uh, even though he didn't end up having this dance with Victoria, he's sort of, uh, he's got this love and infatuation for Victoria. Um, she's the, she's that new cat who's, um, who's just ready to, um, uh, to be, to be there for the Jellicle ball. Um, and so, uh, throughout, uh, throughout my uh, process, I've sort of really, um, tried to connect with her quite a lot on stage whenever I've been, uh, been near her. Okay. Is
1: there, um, okay. So here's, here's what I've read. So I love that. Cause it's not what at all, what I read. Um, and that's what makes it fun. I think like there's, cause so the, basically what the, what I read about clock says it was split between two different versions. One version is it's part of Mistoffelees. Um, the other version is, is that it's just an ensemble character they want a different name for that particular character and this is the the piece but there were a couple things that could have happened during that time so one was there was a tap off with jenny any dots in a couple productions that you that Quaxo does so it sounds like that's not that that's not happening in yours no okay it was the I lead wish. beetle a lead beetle i was like read that i'm sitting there going, like there's like a tap like a I was, I was thinking like what is it the um like a bring it on style <laughs> tap tap number between you and jenny any dots um okay so that's not one of them and then the other is just that there's some relation to dancing with jemima in the back who i think is now syllabob in most cases right but you is that
0: not true either no 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 um okay yeah it's uh it's been quite interesting because i I did my own sort of like research of uh quite so as well and um the main uh the main thing that I read was um, that he's either I think as you said um, uh, he's usually the uh, lead bug Um, he is uh, sometimes uh, and sort of makeup plot wise um, he's usually um, somewhat similar to um, Plato sometimes um, in his makeup plot um, uh, or I think it's quite possibly Admetus, um, is sometimes Mm. his makeup plot. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it has been hard to sort of actually figure out who he is. But so I, I, I kind of wonder
1: as, you know, you, this is not your first performance doing stuff you've done, you've been a choreographer, you've performed, is it easier or harder when you have a little, like, I almost, part of me is like, is this maybe a little easier? Because there is no expectation versus... Everyone has a thought of what Tugger is supposed to be like, or everyone has a thought of what Mustafa is supposed to be like. And if you don't meet their version that they were kind of going in and thinking, it might be a little harder. Versus if there's not the thought of clocks, so like I, I said they're going like, yeah, okay, I think I know which one this would look at if a uh, lineup, but I'm not sure. Is it a you know a kitten or is it a you know a lead dancer or are you doing a lifts or like? I, so I think you can build the story yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and I mean uh, Quaxo um, uh, for anybody that's uh, interested in doing uh, any other original productions. Quaxo has some really, um, really beautiful um, solo lines um, mm-hmm. in the show, uh, and which is uh, sort of what um, made me sort of uh, get sold on Quaxo as well because uh, he has that uh, Jellico Cats come out tonight. The Jellico Cats come one, come all. Uh, that introduction before um, uh, uh, before going into, uh, Gumby. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a interesting role and I'm really glad that I've, uh, I've had the opportunity to, um, uh, to sort of bring him to life and, uh, um, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, my friends and family who have come to watch me so far have, uh, noticed and, uh, have, uh, figured out who So is. I'm yeah. not sure.
1: Uh, to be fair, I don't think most of them have any idea who any cat is, and no, or, you know, <laughs> unless you're unless you're a fan, it's it's tough the first time you see it. Um, what has been the relationship you've kind of built for Grisabella? Because like, there's obviously a major part of you have to sell yourself on her being the choice on stage. How did you get Colaxa's mind into like the okay, I'm going to be willing to be let her be our choice at this point?
0: Um, you know what I think. Uh, we've all made quite a collective decision uh, in the community of cats. Um, so as uh, as Chrisabella sings uh, "Memory," and she uh, she has that breakdown moment and falls to the falls to her knees, um, uh, all of the cats really start feeling for her straight away. And this is even before uh, Jemima in our production or syllabub. Um, even gets up and sing, uh, does that uh, sings in between the uh, in between her vocals uh, to her, mm. um, and we all sort of get this sort of feeling of oh my gosh, this this is this person is uh, or this cat, sorry, <laughs> is actually somebody that uh, feels emotion. She's not she's not this, uh, this cat that, uh, should be left to her own devices or should be, um, should be sort of shunned for the rest of her life because we've already done that as a community. And, uh, it's, it's that, it's that redemption. Um, so, uh, in the end, I mean, uh, I guess old Jude does make that decision. Um, but, the cats as a collective also go, you know, she is worthy and she does, she does need to, um, uh, to go, go up to the journey to the heavy side layer.
1: Because mm-hmm. on day one, you get handed a book and it's talking all about belonging. <laughs> and you've been, you've been hammered that into your mind for all the weeks of auditions and rehearsals and everything that you're like, all right, we, I get it. It's, it's how we've set the stage here. Okay. Let's do some rapid fire. I got to ask some, um, some questions about the show. So if you could go on for one night for any cat, whether male, female, vocal range, dance abilities, age, height, doesn't matter. Who would you want to go on as?
0: Uh, you know what? Uh, I am, uh, I'm going to go for, uh, bum arena. yeah Bum Yeah. Cavity. Yeah. Such a absolutely. fun song. Yeah. So, I okay.
1: I I do love that because it's. I do think it's always fun when it's like I, I can't do any of them. So I'm like, who would be really fun to go do? Um, who are your favorite and least favorite characters? Like which cats bug you
0: and which cats do you love? Um, okay. Um, um, you know what? I I really love Monk Strap, um, and uh, I mean I guess that's probably because I uh, I see I see a little bit, bit of myself in Monk. Um, uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I've always loved, um, the character of Munkustrap, uh, he's so demanding on stage, um, and, uh, really brings, uh, brings the show to, um, to what it, uh, what it needs to be. Um, uh, what cat do I dislike? And, um, oh, it's, it's really bad to say. I really don't like Gus. <laughs> oh no. It's not good
1: for it's not good for
0: the voting public I'm, here. I'm of, sorry, Gus. I mean, look, it's that that song is uh, in, uh, as beautiful as it can be. It is very boring for us cats on stage. <laughs> We've got to really try and figure out what to do in the background and go. Oh, okay, he's singing about five for fiddle, or the fiend of the fell, or whoever that is. Um, you know, you don't like yeah. your your break from dancing. Uh, I, I love the break yeah, from awesome. dancing, but it's just, it's, it, it's, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite, quite taxing just to sit there and actually try and be interested in that song. I, I so here's what I'll say
1: about this without risk <laughs> of losing half my voters here. I, when I listen to the album, the Cats album, which I, you know, it's every once in a while, I'm just like, I'm going to listen to some of this. There are certain songs where I'm like, I am absolutely going to like hit, hit replay on this a couple of times. And there are some where I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm okay just like passing over this. And I feel this with most musicals. There's a bunch where I'm like, yeah. I'm going to, there's, there's one or two I can just happily skip over. And I guess this song occasionally is times I'm just
0: like, eh, I'll be
1: okay if I miss this one today.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? That's, um... I think that's kind of part of my reasoning because when I uh used to watch um the DVD of the ninety-eight production over and over again, and uh, Gus was the one song that <laughs> the whole show and I would skip past um fast because forward. it he I'd was like on his cause I was like, was like, yeah. I was deathbed as a real person doing that. And it show. Was, I mean, it <laughs> wasn't until recently that I rewatched it and i didn't skip through it and i was like oh god this song is boring <laughs> and i completely forgot about it
1: well it was, it was sir john mills and sir john mills was very old when they did that i don't know how they convinced him to be in that movie because he was like almost fully blind like that's why yeah. they had to like walk him out I and mean, he was very very old for that yeah. particular part and i don't think he lived that much longer after the show um after the movie so it's like he was he was old to do a, a stage production of this yeah. um yeah from a story arc though gus gus gives a good good argument but we'll get there we'll get there
0: um favorite song from the show it's clearly not gus <laughs> no it's definitely not gus um favorite song you know what i really love "Peaked pollicles oh it i don't uh, an answer get very often it's it's interesting it's um Uh, In our production, uh, uh, Peaks and Pollicles is uh, performed right after uh, Gus the Theatre Cat. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's uh, the Rumpus Cat is uh, one of Gus's, um, uh, one of Gus's uh, characters that he used to play. Um, So us as cats, uh, we've been told this story of, um, uh, of the Rumpus Cat and the Peaks and the Pollicles many times over by Gus um, in his many storytelling moments, um, in the tribe. And, uh, so he's actually given us this storyline as to, uh, what the rumpus cat did. And so we're reenacting, um, who the rumpus cat is and who the Peaks and the Pollicles are on stage. And so it's just so much fun to, I mean, it's an absolutely chaotic number um, for us. And uh, that's why I love it because none of us are focusing so much on the actual choreography. Um, yes, there is choreography in it, but, uh, it's not we're not trying to be perfect in the choreography. We're not trying to have a complete perfect point or complete perfect line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's very like, we're running around on stage and being absolutely silly and stupid. And that's why I love it.
1: Okay. I was gonna say, do you, do you love it because of the song or do you love it because Gus is finally done?
0: No, I love it because of the song. Okay. Okay. Just, just, and I think I've always loved it as well, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my fun question. I, I had the most fun when I was in Australia and Sydney at a zoo seeing just like the most extreme exotic animals, things that like, you know, you just don't find in the States, you know, that's a chaotic part of Australia is you have all these very, very wild and dangerous species. So I want to ask you who, what cat do you think would be the best, like Steve Irwin type of running a zoo being like with other animals? Like if we take off the fact that they're a cat, but like they were just in that kind of persona, who's, who's the best Steve Irwin? Who's running the best zoo
0: in Australia? Oh my gosh. That's an interesting question. I've never, never thought of something like that. Um, who would be the best person to run that zoo? I, I'm gonna, as klepto as he is, I'm gonna say Mungo Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Okay. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun it'd be a little like you might
1: you might have a couple animals disappear though and it's like oh wait where they go.
0: I, I feel like he gives that sort of like uh, larrikin vibes um aussie larrikin vibes uh that uh we kind of have here in australia uh like he's so laid back and uh sort of uh whatever um that i feel like he would he would have that same sort of like Stebele uh, persona as well.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It is very much the like late. I, okay, so I was thinking about from a different angle, which was who would keep these animals from killing the guests? And I think that's Skimble Shanks because I think oh, you yeah, keep everything absolutely. in order, and you've got kind of that not laid back, but a little bit of the like Uncle Skimble vibes that I think could have some fun there. But I do I like I hadn't thought about Mungo Jerry would Quaxa yeah. be any good at it
0: oh no uh quacks is no. a scaredy cat he's okay. an absolute scaredy cat
1: <laughs> he's gonna go and be afraid to even hold the the food for the baby kangaroos
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah okay <laughs> all right most important question um and i don't think i'm gonna get gus as an answer based on the conversation today but i've argued at length that i don't think uh Grisabella is the right Joker choice I know you are very deep into your production and having to sell the idea of her being there but I want you to put that aside and go back to either the 1998 version movie or when, before you'd really been into this production who are you picking if you're all deuteronomy and why
0: look I I am gonna have to disappoint you and I oh, I no. have to pick Grizabella she uh, she has Deserves it so much. Like, I, I mean, those cats are absolute assholes to her. And <laughs> so like, you know, what? if you've got asshole cats that want to be assholes to this, uh, this other cat that has lived this whole life and, uh, she, she, she really deserves that redemption. She, she should, um, she needs to go back and sort of have that extra life to sort of go you know what i I've, I've made these wrong choices in my life um and who doesn't want a redemption who who doesn't want to go oh, you know what i i did this 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 and this in my life and maybe uh this this part i'm not a fan of or i probably could have done that better i i would love that second life i mean Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, yeah i I think she she absolutely deserves it all right so here are my couple follow-up
1: questions so i get the redemption arc i get the belonging connection community i get all of it Uh, you know it's it's been around for 40 plus years for a reason if if there is a redemption story why does it involve the next life like why can't she be redeemed and spend time with her family for the year like, is she not going to make it? Like, what's the selling point there? Because, like, I love the idea of coming back. But then it's like, okay, great. Great to see you. We've now accepted you. You belong. We've exiled you. You're back. And it's like, and cool, we're going to kill you. Start your next life.
0: I don't think she's got a family anymore. So this, as, this group as is... Much as, as much as the tribe are a one big family or, like, I guess, um, in a way, a chosen family, I don't yeah. think she has... a physical family left
1: okay so okay i i can that's the best answer i've had to that question yeah so i'll i'll take that um okay here's my other question is we only get one ball what's old deuteronomy's criteria each year does it change each year is there another exiled cat coming back next year like what does this look like
0: uh it has to change each year um yeah it absolutely has to change each year and i think you know what Gus is the next choice for sure.
1: Was was Gus potentially the choice before she came back? Like was or did he know she was coming back from the beginning of the the night?
0: Oh, he absolutely knew that she was coming back. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Gus yeah, is I, next I, next I choice. I have this theory that uh, he actually invited her back. And He's he was bringing her he, back. Yeah, he actually invited her back to the tribe and he, uh, he wanted to gauge what the other cats thought of her. And,
1: and clearly, but does it matter if they gauge like, cause I guess she kind of gets shunned in the beginning. So they didn't react well and then no. it's finally in that until memory that they're like, oh, all right, we'll, we'll do this. And at that point is there. What would have happened if they didn't turn for memory? Like, and they don't accept her. Does he just send her back out for the year and send Gus up?
0: I reckon he's probably still would have chosen her.
1: He's like, you better learn this lesson or yeah, I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, did your cast talk about this question at all? No, no. Okay. No, Just it was, we're going in and just accepting that she's the choice. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's pushing back. No. I got more work to do. I've got more. My goal is to get this question asked at least. I don't, I'm not expecting it to change, but I want, you know, I want a healthy conversation during rehearsals. Um, any other, you know, in in week one, my last question before we, we, we sign off here in week one, how any other funny, weird, chaotic moments, like anything go completely wrong? Like what's, what's this first week been like? Like, has there been anything that you're going to be like, Oh my God, I'm never going to forget this.
0: Um, you know what, so uh, we opened last weekend uh, with a preview matinee performance on Saturday um, and then had a Saturday night opening with fantastic audience uh, and then went straight in on Sunday with uh, matinee and uh, after well a so late afternoon performance. And our la- late afternoon performance, um, look, we were all tired um, uh, and, uh, I think we were tired, the crew were tired cause we'd just come from, uh, doing uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night rehearsals for 10 had Friday night off was our only night off. And then we sort of went straight into the show. Um, so that Sunday final performance last week, um, there were some issues, uh um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, I, as I uh, went to start uh, my solo uh, uh, in Act One, um, I could not hear my voice uh, in the auditorium. And it was like, okay, I've got to sing out now. My microphone's gone somehow. And as I walked backstage, um, they were trying to find my microphone. And it turned out the boom of my mic had actually disconnected mm. uh, from it from it and had fallen into my costume, um, and so that was uh, that was one uh, one thing. Uh, we had uh, another person's microphone completely sweat out, so they had to get a handheld mic. Um, and then uh, our uh, our pyrotechnics failed; didn't go off. Um, and, uh, Grisabella did not fly into the heavy side layer and instead stood there. Um, and then sort of turned around and crawled out through the back of the stage. Yeah.
1: I've heard, I've heard that happens more often. I think than than people realize is that the, the, the is ascend, like ascending to the heavy side layer is like, oh, or she just walks off stage. Um, I, it's, nobody, I think it's fun. Nobody knew what to do. It was quite yeah. hilarious. I think that's to me that's some of my most memorable theater moments is when it's like there is the oh that's this is not what's supposed to happen. No. But how do they handle it? And you know, like that's what makes live theater great like I think it's it's fun when it's like real. Um yeah. so that's so fun to hear. Um, how can people stay in touch with you on social media and see whatever shows you're gonna do next and other things you're yeah. working on or maybe what you're gonna do choreography for?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, my, uh, Instagram, uh, you can find me at, at Dancer Sam uh, dancerSam91, on Instagram. Uh, that's where I post uh, anything that I do show wise. Also, you can find, uh, by me on, uh, Facebook as well, uh, dancerSam, uh, or Sam Lariel choreographer, um, uh, as well. Um, so yeah, I, I do, whenever I'm in a show, I'll mainly post uh, onto my Instagram page and stories, um, a lot. Um, uh, I, well, I try to, um, I'm just, I'm really not great at, um, <laughs> at, at, at the social media sort of stuff and, uh, they're trying to encourage us to, um, do like reels and TikToks and everything and uh, last night I filmed a um, uh, time lapse of my makeup, so I'm gonna um, get to editing that uh, this morning before I head off to uh, to our uh, matinee show today.
1: Love it, yeah. If you, I will tell you, there's a lot of it's hard because it's like you it's exhausting, but the pre as just dressed up as a human transition videos to dressed up as a cat with dances and stuff do very well because yeah. it is a stark difference. So this is my. Uh, my while you're going to be doing that you're already going to be getting into costume you've remembered to film a couple of them and you can roll them out there later save them as drafts
0: it's hilarious watching them uh this uh one of the guys now in my dressing room he uh he absolutely loves doing reels so he's doing all like the transition videos and it's so funny watching him like he's sitting there in front of his uh in front of his camera on his phone and he's like pushing his hand up to the camera yeah. and doing it like multiple times. And I was looking at him the first time he was doing it. I was like, what is he doing? What's up?
1: What's it up? looks so silly while you're doing it, but then the final product usually looks amazing. So it's yeah. like, you just, the behind the scenes stuff is, is not of, of the content creation is, is not, it's behind the scenes for a reason.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, this has been, uh, so fun. It's been great to hear about your production. Uh, and hear about your experience too and i hope you get another jellicle life and a future production as well and you get to maybe be monkey's trap or i don't want you to be gus because i think you're gonna fall <laughs> asleep on stage if you ever have to do it but but i hope there's more cats in your future <laughs> thank you very much um this has been awesome so thank you and thanks for everyone else for listening to this episode of the wrong cat died the podcast breakdown of the cash catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other listening podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and threads at The Wrong Cat Died, or check our website, thermomet.com.